Christmas is the season of memory, is it not? I don't know about you, but for me, it just seems like this time of the year, I have memory after memory after memory that floods back over my mind. Memory is it's such a gift when you think about how precious memory is. Someone said, memories are the treasure of your heart that's been written in your mind. It's so true. But you know, memories are, memories are kind of sneaky too. I mean, you never know exactly what moment is going to become the memory. One, one researcher observed this, memories are made in the moment, but you don't realize until later that you have a treasured gift forever captured in your heart. It's so true. You never know it in the moment. Just this past week, this photo popped up on my Facebook memories. That's a picture of mom taken last year, and I, I lost her this year. And I remember that day because I remember thinking, man, mom really looks good today. And the truth is, she, she looked a lot better than she actually was but boy, what a, what a memory moment like that is, is such a gift. Just incredible. Memories are a gift. But the truth is, not all memories are all sweet and good, are they? In fact, check out this next picture, this motley crew. Some of you probably have memories like this. That's my family. Well, actually, it's mom's family. I'm guessing it's somewhere around 1966, maybe. And uh, you, you cannot imagine my surprise when I saw this photo and the shock that I had in discovering um, that my own family was second runner-up for the Munsters or the Adams family, either one. I mean, that is the gene pool that I'm swimming in. That's kind of a frightening thought. And I know you're curious, which one is me, right? Well, this, this is me. <laughs> Happy little fella, isn't he? Merry Christmas to you. You know, somebody says that personalities are fixed very early. I don't know, could be, could be. Memory is such a gift until it isn't. And sometimes it isn't. Proverbs 10, 7 says this, We have happy memories of the godly, but the name of a wicked person rots away. Boy, that's powerful, isn't it? We have happy memories, but. That's what I want us to unpack in the Christmas story today. The truth is, even in our memories, there's a dark side. In all of our memories, there is this shadow side to things. Because memory is the place where regret dwells. And I've observed we, we tend to experience regret, and it comes to the surface primarily in one of two seasons. It comes to the surface, first of all, at the end of a life whether it's our life and facing our own mortality and looking back with regret or the loss of someone and the regret that comes from that. And the other time, it just seems like it always bubbles up at the end of a year. There is something about endings that cast shadows across our memories. And that just tells me that there are many of you in this room or watching online 
who are dealing with the sting of regret this year. And I want you to know you're not alone. The truth is, regret is one of those burdens that makes this idea that we've been talking about of traveling light, it makes it a real challenge to travel light because regret is a heavy burden to carry. And it's always been that way, even from the very first Christmas story. So let me invite you today to open your Bibles and follow along as I read. I'm going to be reading in Matthew chapter 1. We'll begin in verse 18. And if you don't have a Bible with you, there's one in the chair rack in front of you, and I encourage and invite you to open that Scripture. While you're finding the text, let me introduce myself to you. If we've not yet met, my name's Kevin Lee. I'm one of the pastors here. And uh, you have honored us today. Uh, by coming and sharing a part of your Christmas with us. And we thank you for your presence. And listen, if you haven't already done so, one of the things we ask everybody to do every week is to fill out your digital connect card. The easiest way to find that card is to just scan with your phone that QR code that's at the bottom of um, your listening guide, and that will take you to our uh, worship program, and there's a link in there to our digital connect card. And we ask everybody to fill it out. And the main thing we're looking for in in that is we want you to share your prayer request because every prayer request that you share our leadership team prays about and prays over so we want to invite you to do that and give us the privilege of praying for you this week now today as we read the scripture we're going to be listening to and studying the story of joseph i think joseph is the most overlooked character in the christmas Story. Do you realize that Joseph doesn't even get to speak one single word in the Christmas story? He, he, he has no speeches to make. And yet, boy, his life is an incredible lesson to us about how to escape a life of regret. So let's read, beginning in verse 18 of Matthew chapter 1, and this is what God's Word says. This is how Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph. But before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, to whom she was engaged, was a righteous man, and he did not want to disgrace her publicly, so he decided to break the engagement quietly. As he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, Do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit, and she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save all his people from their sins. All of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. <clears throat> 
Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She'll give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph woke up, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded and took Mary as his wife. But he did not have sexual relations with her until her son was born. And Joseph named him Jesus. As I read that story, I realize that Joseph lived on the edge of regret. Somebody defined regret this way. Regret is a distress of the mind, a, a painful memory over something that happened in the past, and it often reflects the contemplation of a circumstance that lies beyond the possibility of repair, of repair. I mean, that's what it is, isn't it? A regret is a painful memory, and you think about it. You ponder it. You, you roll it over in your mind, and it, it kind of takes you down this pathway of what never was, what was lost, and you realize, you realize that you are powerless to change it. And I tell you, Joseph was on the edge of regret, but he escaped it. And I want to tell you that if you or I want to undo regret in our lives, the first thing you have to do is you have to uncover its source. Where does regret come from? There are three places that are hinted in this story of Joseph that show us where our regrets also come from. And the first one is this. Regret comes from unexpected turns. Regret comes from unexpected turns that you and I have in life. Now, the story begins innocently. Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph. My, that's, that one sentence is just ripe with expectancy. This is one of those moments that no doubt Joseph had thought about and looked forward to. You can almost imagine that in his own mind, he kind of had everything mapped out about how this was going to be and how life was going to go from here on out. But then all of a sudden, life takes a hard, unexpected turn with the word that comes that Mary is with child how that must have disrupted everything that Joseph was expecting and here's the truth the unexpected turns that happen in your life and in my life they leave us on the edge of regret as well but that wasn't the only thing the second thing that Joseph was facing that we also will face is this, that regret grows out of undeserved pain. In verse 19, we're told that Joseph was a righteous man. That just simply means that he always tried to live his life the right way, do the right things. He loved God. He treated people with goodness. And that's why the story tells us that he didn't even want in the midst of that unexpected pain, he didn't even want to disgrace Mary with some kind of public humiliation where everybody knew it wasn't his fault, it wasn't his doing. But the reality was, for Joseph, the discovery of her pregnancy 
It just wasn't right. And he didn't deserve that pain. And that's why it tells us that he decided. Notice that. He decided. Not they decided. He decided to break the engagement quietly. That's a man who is in pain. He's just going to do it quietly. And the truth about you and me is that we all have those events and circumstances in our own life where we are wounded in the journey of life. And let me tell you, all of those hurts, those are the places where regret tends to settle in in our life. But there's one other thing in Joseph's life. His regret could have also been rooted in unresolved fear. Listen, listen again to what the angel said to Joseph. And I imagine that, that this angelic visitation, it says it came in a dream. I imagine this was one of those sleepless nights like you and I have all had those nights when you just can't turn your mind off and you're going over details and trying to figure everything out and you're going back and forth. And in verse 20, the angel appears to him in a dream and he says this to him first. He says, Joseph, son of David... The angel begins by reminding Joseph of who he is, son of David. Now, the truth is, Joseph's daddy was not named David. You can go back and look at the genealogy just a couple of verses before where we began reading, and you'll find out that his daddy's name was actually Jacob. But what the angel is saying is, Joseph, you are a son of David. You are a son of King David. You are of the divine royal line. You are like that man that's described in the scriptures as a man whose heart was after God's own heart. He was reminding him of who he was and saying, don't forget who you are. And then he says, and do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. Now, why in the world did he say that to Joseph? Do not be afraid. I'll tell you why. Because Joseph was afraid. He was afraid. How's this going to spin out? What are people going to say? What's going to happen next? He, he was having in his mind those same questions that we all ask. How and why and, and where are we headed? And the angel challenges Joseph to bypass his fear and to short-circuit a life of regret. And it all climaxes then in that next verse, verse 24, and I want you to hear what Joseph did to eradicate regret in his life. And it reads this way. When Joseph woke up, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded, and he took Mary as his wife. When it says that Joseph woke up, let me tell you, that means so much more than, you know, his eyes suddenly opened and he was conscious of the moment. It means he woke up. He realized that he did not need to be undone by the unexpected loss, the undeserved pain, or the unresolved fear. Joseph woke up. 
to the opportunity that was ripe in this moment. This was his chance to leap out in faith, even when he couldn't understand it, to let go and to let God do his part. And he gave himself fully, not only to God, but he gave himself fully to Mary. Maybe this Christmas is your moment Maybe this Christmas is your moment to wake up to the opportunity of right now to recognize that every opportunity, every moment in life is precious, to understand that the moment of right now is ripe with possibility. I mean, think about this. Joseph was essentially being asked to trust in Jesus before Jesus had ever arrived. And maybe this is your opportunity to trust in Jesus as well. If you want to escape regret, you have to awaken to the power and the moment of right now. Not only did he wake up, but it tells us that he just did what he was commanded to do. There's an immediacy that is implied in his obedience. And if you and I want to escape regret, the way you do that is you learn to walk by faith with the Lord. And you learn to listen to Him and to follow Him. And as the Holy Spirit speaks to you and nudges you in a direction, you just begin to take the next right step. And then you take the next right step. And then you take the next right step. You don't have to have it all figured out. Listen, over and over again, the Scriptures tell us this, that those who trust in the Lord will not be disappointed. Another way that you could say that is those who learn to walk by faith, listening to the guiding hand of the Holy Spirit, you will not live in the land of regret. You just keep taking the next right step. And there's one last thing that Joseph did to escape a lifetime of regret, and that is this. He took Mary as his wife. Listen, I'm going to invite the band to come back right now, but I want you to think about this. That simple phrase, he took Mary as his wife. What that means is that he chose to live with Mary and to treat her with tender grace. Listen, Christmas doesn't have to be a place where you and I get caught in camping out in regret. We can move past the regret like Joseph when we begin to awaken to the reality that you know what? Every moment of life that I have is ripe with opportunity. you got to wake up to, to the powerful moment of right now. It's all we ever have. The past is gone. The future is uncertain. Right now is the moment that you have. And we move past regret when we leap into the risky call of faith. Instead of just brooding in our fear of what if. Listen, never be afraid to trust an unknown future to the all-knowing God, you just pursue Him. And we move past regret 
when we really do draw close to the people near you even when they're flawed even when they are disappointing you still have the choice to choose to treat them with the utmost grace in just a moment we're going to pass the light it's a reminder to us that Christmas isn't just Joseph's story it isn't just Mary's story the truth is it's meant to be your story as well before it to become your story you have to receive the light Jesus is the light of life that has come into this world but we don't just receive the light we also share the light and pass the light and let me tell you the best way that you and I share the light is by treating others that come in our pathway with grace abundant generous kind grace so we've been talking about the hope and the peace and the joy and the love of Christmas but today you take all of those things wrap it together and you have the person of Jesus Christ and so we light the Christ candle and now we pass that light to you I'm going to invite our pastors to come and they're going to light their candles and then they will share it with you I remind you to receive the light of Jesus to share the light of Jesus with others and to always exhibit his light through your grace so let me invite you to stand and we will conclude our time by sharing together the light and the song of Silent Night. <laughs>